0: From the conclusion of the Deshaun Watson saga to following the darlings of Hard Knocks training camp with the Detroit Lions and the quarterback movement and big names that moved into the AFC West, it would certainly qualify as a busy offseason for the league that never sleeps. In the NFL, and with the season now, a little more than a week away, there's no time like the present to provide you with an NFL talk soup of analysis, opinion, and so much more. For that very reason, I enlisted the help of my good buddy, Travis Tyler, the host of the Football Savant Podcast, and Travis on Sports as well. Tyler joined me this week to provide his perspective on everything NFL as we get ready to blitz into another exciting and exhilarating season of NFL football. So, without further delay, I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. battling football today great to see you and thanks so very much for being here buddy
1: yeah i'm glad to be here i'm ready to go
0: absolutely buddy. so when well, we look at the start of the nfl season by one of the uh, uh uh top headlines this whole season has been uh the, the sean watson saga so the first uh uh half of our conversation today is going to be about that buddy so what did you think about uh the whole scenario and how it
1: unfolded from it well i think uh his you know the whole the whole public perception of the league has kind of uh taken a hit with the way uh things have uh go, things have gone in terms of the way they um in terms of the in terms of the penalties that have been given in in those certain cases. and um, it's an unfortunate situation where the player uh, asked for the trade and was a star player for the one of the franchises, and they were not going to trade him. and then the trade market just completely disappeared. And you saw as his his case went on, it seemed like everything just got worse and worse for him. Um, so it's, it it was an unfortunate situation that he really, I guess he never, nothing really got answered as much as we wanted it to, but now it's really, um, it's time for him to, you know, kind of try to move on from that. Um, but not forget that it happened, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Bernie. And and as you uh, know, uh, some of his public comments have left a lot to be desired, Bernie. So tell me about how you think uh, Watson has been perceived in the court of public opinion.
1: Uh, I would say that his... The, the biggest issue was when the suspension was handed down and he, you know, tweeted out that statement saying that he was, um, that he maintains his innocence, even though they've settled all the cases and everything. And a lot of the, I think a lot of the public took that as, well, if you're innocent, then why were you, um, then why did you settle and not continue fighting? Um. So there was a little inconsistency, or not inconsistency, but a little bit of a disconnect between the public and his team uh, in terms of that, uh, in, in terms of what he was saying. And other than that, I think for the most part, he didn't really say much during the entire, uh, during the process from what I saw.
0: And, and do you think, uh, this is my final question on this topic, but do you think he uh, uh, can sort of his public image
1: uh, uh i th- i think there there's certain the, the the answer to that is sort of yes and no as long as he's on the field and playing for the browns they're going to give him a chance to repair his image and people are going to support him on the field in those uh, it, as long as he's playing well they're going to be in his corner as a player but also there's going to be play, there's going to be fans that you know the the it was such a public case for all the sports networks and such a high profile athlete they're never going to let him forget that it happened and he's going to have to deal with a, a lot of adversity from that and uh you know he's, i don't think he's ever going to be able to fully move on but there's certain opportunities for him to uh, for him to just keep playing in the NFL.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But well, yeah, outside of the uh, 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 Deshaun Watson sort of stuff, but what other headlines cut uh, your eye this offseason as we head into the season button
1: right? Yeah, I would say that um, in, in terms of the NFL, the, one of the big things that I might be in the minority on this is the, um, the the TV deals and the uh, announcing uh, announcer shifts or the broadcasting shifts. You've got uh, Al Michaels leaving Sunday night football for, I believe it was Amazon. Um, and you've got uh, ESPN adding Joe Buck and Troy Aikman that changes a lot of, you know, public perception of, what what networks and what games to watch because people <laughs> like certain like to listen to certain announcers sometimes and then you have the uh, the ac- accessibility of games with uh, the schedule changing uh, changing around to the point where they're putting you know you got the Monday Night Football doubleheader for uh, um in week two. Instead of week one, and it's on two separate networks, um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Thursday Night Football is only on Amazon Prime this season. I believe that's it. Um, And you have these uh, high-profile games being added at the end of the season as well, and the triple header on on Christmas now. And then you have Sunday Night Football possibly leaving DirecTV or – After definitely leaving DirecTV and possibly going on to one of those uh, streaming platforms at the end of the season. Which, as an out-of-market fan, uh, I'm intrigued by the possibility of being able to access more content if, if it goes to those streaming platforms.
0: The NFL on Fox ensured that they were an active participant in the game of musical chairs which occurred this offseason with some of your favorite NFL broadcasters, with the greatest quarterback of all time and future Hall of Famer in Tom Brady, agreeing to pick up a microphone and, and provide his football insights for the rest of America to enjoy once his playing days are over. Could securing Brady be the reason Fox Sports was hesitant to provide Troy Aikman a long-term and big-money extension which saw him take his talents to the worldwide leader in sports in ESPN? Tyler authors
1: this response. I I think... I think a lot of networks were aiming towards that or, you know, he's the, the, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback of all time, some network wants him. Uh, if I remember correctly, they made that signing after Aikman had moved on. I'm not so, but I do think that the opportunity for him to take on an expanded role um, kind of may, uh may may have played into uh him well yeah it may have may have played into the way he's planning his future especially with the with with how uncertain i guess i would say the uh, announcing uh, the you know the broadcasting teams have become uh so far this off season and how you know future of network the future of some networks um or how how the networks kind of bounce around from year to year like that
0: yeah and Travis I have to say that I'm most fascinated with uh two divisions uh this season the AFC West and uh, the NFC East but I'm fascinated by both of those divisions uh primarily because of the quarterback play and uh, the moving and shaking and then Division. So, when you look at those two uh, divisions specifically,
1: what do you think about uh, it? I would say uh, let's start with the the AFC West. I think I still have the Chiefs as the top team out there. It's just you know not the 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 uh, the gap between them has clo- between all those teams has closed significantly in recent years, especially in this off season. Um, I think. That the to, the Chargers are the next closest team with them. I, I love their offense. I just I, I want to see their defense return to what we thought was going to be an elite group last year and actually become an elite group this year, especially when they have a defensive head coach. Um, and I also think that uh, the the Broncos absolutely improved. You know, Russell Wilson. The, the what they needed was a quarterback, and they got one of the best in the league in Russell Wilson. Um, we'll see if that is actually the final uh final piece there or if there's something holding them back. I do have some questions on their offensive line just because it's so it's such a young and experienced group from my knowledge um so and I've I've heard people uh, talk about how their offensive line can struggle. I haven't seen a ton of Broncos those games recently, but um and then, the, the Raiders you have that new head coach you have Devonte Adams added in there um they were a playoff team last year uh, their their offense is going to be absolutely dynamic and all the offenses in this division are fantastic i just like like with the Broncos offensive line i don't necessarily trust the the uh the, the Raiders defense uh outside of Max Crosby they uh, f- they've tend to get beat in pass coverage quite a bit from what I've been able to see from them. And then in the NFC East, I th- think, right, that was the other division you were talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. The, I think the Eagles have the best roster in there from the acquisitions they've made, especially adding uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson yesterday and adding uh AJ Brown as a true number 1 receiver for that offense where they've badly needed someone to step up there and an all-pro player there. Um and their offensive line and their defense are both elite. Um and they the only thing I really I really concerned about there is uh that they, they tend to have some health issues at running back. I, the past couple of years I think they've been down to like their third or fourth string running back going into some of the big games that they need uh that they need to win to be uh, to get into the playoffs or be a contender in a division, um, and then I also think Jalen Hurts needs to. He's kind of entering a prove it year where he he played well last year. He needs to prove that he can stack multiple seasons together like that um, and be uh, be a star quarterback in this league. And then Dallas, I think, is a very solid group of skill players. Their offensive line has gone down, especially with their their missing Tyron Smith for quite a while this season, and they haven't really had a great center since uh, Travis Frederick retired. Their defense gives up a lot of yardage, but last year they they, they were able to overcome that with all the turnovers they created. uh, My question would be, can they continue to do that at the same pace and continue to turn teams over and give their – give their offense more of a chance with the giants. They've improved their offensive line. Did Brian Dable offensive head coach should be able to fix some of those things. I really like their receiving group and obviously Saquon Barkley. Um, I've never been sold on Daniel Jones and I don't think he has a great offensive line in front of him that can, you know, protect his protect him the way he's flawed. Um, And then With Washington, I think they've improved at the quarterback situation. Uh, Especially, I I was very impressed with Sam Howell's play as the backup quarterback. And I know it's just preseason and he's rookie, but he played better than I expected him to play. And then they—the question for them has always been: uh, Do they have, or at least in recent years, do they have the weapons around that offense? You have a McLaurin and you have a Gibson. um, Has but is there enough besides those two in case the defense takes them away and their opponents take them away from certain game in certain games to be able to put up enough offense and win those games?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Travis, I have to ask you about the uh, Lions run because I, I'm a diehard Lions fan. I'm actually going to the Lions Eagles game next weekend. So tell me. Uh, what do
1: you think about uh, the Lions this year, running And their prospects to be an improved football team? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually a diehard Lions fan too. So we're right here. Uh, There's something we got in common. Um, I I love the direction they're heading. I haven't been that uh, I haven't been this enthusiastic or this hopeful uh, about the team in quite a while. I I really like Dan Campbell. I like I think the receivers have improved a lot. I think the offense is going to be pretty good, especially if Jared Goff plays the way he did at the end of last season. Um, and I think the biggest thing for them is going to be their defense. They haven't been able to get pressure on the quarterback in a long time. Seems like they've added some players that should be able to fix that. Their linebackers have never been great in pass coverage. Um, But I'm, and they do miss some tackles, so that'll be key. And then they, they need to have their secondary locked down. Jeff Okuda looked really good against Pittsburgh the other day. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do if if in a season where he's fully healthy.
0: Can Jared Goff build on the late season success that he experienced a year ago to lead the Lions? to a higher win total and secure his future as the long-term answer under center for the Lions this fall, Tyler provides his perspective on that very issue.
1: You know, if you would have asked me this a year ago, I would say absolutely not. He's closer to the answer now than he was at that point. I still think he's not. If I had, if I really had to make a decision on him, I still think there's, he leaves a lot to be desired and he's not, not the final answer, but he can play well enough to get the team to a respectable level and, you know, possibly contend for the playoffs at some point while he's there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Travis
1: Sullivansha, I a coach, whether it be an incumbent or a
0: new a newcomer, intru- uh, intrigues
1: you the most this season. Ryan. Yeah, I would say that uh, I hate to give the to give the the Homer answer, but I would say Dan Campbell's the guy that intrigues me the most. I, I think a lot of people are intrigued by what they've seen on Hard Knocks, and especially when he had that uh, the that Buddy kneecap soundbite in his opening press conference, which by the way, if you haven't seen the full thing of that, is it's at, 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 like 94 minutes of just pure passion and, and a guy that loves football and loves that team. And so you can see where his intentions lie in building and how badly he wants to build a winner there. And like I was saying, after, because of hard knocks, I think there are a lot of people that have started to like the dude and just are not necessarily rooting for the Lions, but are intrigued by how his approach is going to work and i've even had i have a friend who's a, a, a packers fan and even he has admitted he's somewhat rooting for the lions when they're not playing the packers uh this season so uh, th- it's always good to hear that from somebody and i tend to hear that from people when i just talk start talking football with random people that i run into in everyday life so it's it's pretty cool to see and i'm, I'm intrigued
0: yeah and travis when we talk about the the bad team. Which which uh, team are you looking uh, to to have the most uh, dramatic turnaround this
1: season? Um, I would say out of those out of those teams, I would say uh the I would say the Lions probably have the best roster. Um, I would say the the Jaguars have a a good situation with their coach, um, but uh, if if I'm going and the Jets have are probably a, a, an off of adding a little bit more talent away from being a good team, but if I'm betting on a bounce back team, I would say, and bounce back to to be clear on this would just be. It's not necessarily a playoff team. It's just some. It's just improving their win total. I would say, especially looking at the, um, at the, the their schedule. I think the Lions can get seven or eight wins this season, and that would be considered a bounce back season for them.
0: And Travis, when we look at uh, storylines around the league uh, this season, which uh, storylines would you be keeping an eye on to really define?
1: Of the trajectory of this season. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, a big impact from rookie running backs this year and I don't think that's something that people are talking about enough but and it might not necessarily impact the 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 playoff races but you have Chris Carson retiring in Seattle opening the door for Kenneth Walker the 3rd when he's uh fully healthy to take that job and he is one of the one of my favorite running backs to watch last season and has elite vision and uh was just a fantastic runner. You have Brees Hall, who's supposed to be the starting running back for the Jets this year, who's going to um who's going to have a huge year if he gets all those carries. He's a bigger guy with some decent speed and he's a hard guy to stop. Um you have Damian Pierce already taking that job out in Houston Isaiah Spiller with the uh, with the Chargers even a James Cook with the with the Bills um and then uh you know I think I, I um and also of course Brian Robinson from the uh, Washington Commanders was supposed to be the starter before that unfortunate incident with the where, where he was shot over the weekend. So hopefully he's able to come back and be, at some point this season, and be the player that he had been before that incident had happened.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I'm to, if you have to bet a week's pay on a player uh, to have a uh, bounce back season which a uh, specific player are you looking at to accomplish that
1: buddy I would say uh, uh there were a lot of players that came to my mind when I when I started thinking about this but the the number one guy I'm expecting to see bounce back is Allen Robinson with the with the Rams he's was Chicago's number one receiver for a couple of years he's been a pro bowler before still young enough uh to be one of the top players in the league. He was in a really bad quarterback situation, a bad situation overall in Chicago last year. They didn't have a lot on offense. The quarterback situation kept changing from starters from starters uh different weeks. His coach was obviously on the way out, so you weren't you don't know how much uh influence he had there. Um and I believe he was dealing with with some injuries during the year too. So, in in LA with the Rams, he's going to have a much better quarterback, much more experienced quarterback. He's joining a, a an offensive genius as a head coach, and they're and a team that is stacked from top to bottom. And where in Chicago he was facing a lot of um a, a lot of double teams because they could focus in on him. He's going to be the guy taking, or he's he's going to be lining up uh, on the other side of Cooper Cup and have a lot of. So he's going to be facing a lot of one-on-one matchups because you can't afford to double-team him and Cooper Cup because that offense is just going to tear you apart. Um, so I, I expect a big year from Allen Robinson as long as he stays healthy. Uh,
0: yeah, and Travis, my final question for you, buddy, is if. You had to push all of your chips at the center of the table, buddy. That's make a Super
1: Bowl prediction who you got, buddy. You know, I I have a hard time... I, I, I see... I see the argument for a lot of teams, but I have a hard time going away from that Rams team. I know it's very difficult to repeat, but they're... For me, they're their roster from top to bottom is still is still one of the best rosters in the league um, especially offensively and you get their the running backs healthy for a full season you had a lot of weeks without cam Akers last year so that's going to help them a lot and their offensive line has gotten better um, as especially as the year went on last year and uh, as long as they as long as they as long as they're Healthy enough down the stretch, then I have a hard time picking anybody else to beat them.
0: Fabulous, Travis, and tell me if people want to uh, get connected with you, brother. What's the best way they can do that?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, you can follow a couple podcasts that I host: uh, the Football Savant and the uh, Travis on Sports podcast that are available on most podcasting networks and on Facebook. Uh, YouTube and Twitter, um, and I also run a website called the Football com that has some written content in there, um, and that's really uh, it's really the projects I have going for me right now.
0: Fantastic, Travis. Well, uh, as you we know, we have a mutual love and respect respect for the game of football, butters. so I want to uh, thank you for uh, joining me today to talk about the football and. Uh, the, of the season, but I'm most appreciated, and
1: I want to thank you for being here. Glad to be here, Kevin. Thanks for having me.